Hi everyone, welcome to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am a goddess first class named Belle Dandy. If you know who Belle Dandy is, of course I will buy you a drink this weekend if you happen to see me out at any venue that I'm at. Maybe I'll be working at a venue. Maybe I won't be working at a venue. Who knows? It's all up in the air. We can never tell what will happen tomorrow, the day after, or the years, or whatever on from there. If you happen to be listening to this podcast, and it is not November... What's today? The 14th? I think it's the 14th or November 15th. If it's not November of 2019 and you're listening to this in like the year 2094, I probably can't buy you a drink. I think I may be gone as dust at that point. But just pour yourself a drink and pretend that I bought it for you and you'll enjoy it. You'll have tons of fun. Um, you know what? Thank you guys for listening to the show. I have to say we have officially reached over 5,000 listeners today. Over 5,000 listeners. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. I did not expect to even come to this point or at least to even keep having the dedication of making episodes and posting content on a weekly basis. New episodes are out every Friday. Um, Now I'm on all major podcast platforms and the biggest podcast platform of all, iHeartRadio. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Pandora, Himalaya, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and the list goes on and on and on. And thank you. To get to this point is completely unexpected and is not where I thought I would be this soon. And it's because of you listening. If you like this podcast and you just want to do something for the podcast, rate the podcast. Rate it on whatever app you're listening to. Give me a five-star rating. Give me a review. Give me a one-star rating. Give me a review. I love to read and see the feedback. And also, the more feedback you provide, the more visible this podcast becomes to everybody else who is out here. And the more that it's visible, the more it enables me to do this. And also, like I've said before, this show is not possible without you listening. So I truly appreciate it. I truly am thankful. And well, damn, over 5,000 listeners was not expecting that when I looked at my numbers today. <sighs> On another note, I apologize about last week's episode. I did not realize that there was trouble with the audio. So if you tuned in and you listen, you heard the music, you heard an ad, and then you heard some closing music. I am very sorry about that. I fixed it on Tuesday in the middle of the week, essentially. So maybe not everybody got to hear the episode. The episode is up and complete with fully loaded content. It is the Gay, Black, and Challenged episode. If you'd like to listen, please go back and listen to it. And again, I apologize, but thank you for helping me get it fixed. And thank you for your patience on that. Um, If you would like to interact with the podcast, you can do so in any way, shape, or form you like. You can send me smoke signals. You can do hieroglyphics. You can erect a monolith in the middle of your city. Um, If you are bold enough, you can go ahead and round up about a good 2,000 people and erect a pyramid for content. And, you know, put like a little note in a bottle on the top of the pyramid If you happen to be one of those people who built the pyramid, go ahead and blow up whatever is remaining of Trump Tower and just use that as your resources. Let's go ahead and repurpose, recycle, reduce, and reuse that dusty Cheeto stain into something else. I am truly appreciative of that. But if you do want to interact with the show, please feel free to do so on all of the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. You can also look at Lifestyle GBB or hashtag 
LGBB. Feel free to post, comment on any of the pages. Send me a DM. I know how to check DMs now, so I will definitely read and hear what you have to say. Also, you can go ahead and email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G as in gay, B as in black, B as in boy, at gmail.com. And I will be sure to read your email. Now, I'm going to be less generous than I was before. If you provide five curse words or more, I will stop reading at the fifth curse word. Now, as if the curse words are directed to me. But if you're like, oh, I have a friend and that friend's a fucking bitch and blah, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, you got to five, but the five weren't directed to me. So I'll keep reading. I will keep reading that and give you some advice. Listen to your topic. Maybe even have you featured on the show. If you are listening on the Anchor app, you can send me a voice message. We can also do a remote interview together and talk about some things. Um, But, you know, that's my whole, like, speech for the beginning of this podcast. Because this podcast today is going to take a little bit of a different format than I normally go at things. So before we even get into the topic, I just got off of work tonight. And I made a mistake at work tonight. I made a mistake. And this mistake, I don't even know. My anxiety is going freaking crazy. But it's probably one that could cost me my job. I made the mistake. It was completely my fault. There's no one else to blame or can take responsibility for what I did. Now, I can't go into the details of what's going on or the details of what happened. But I have to face my anxiety head on for the situation. So... I've talked about it in the past where I have created an entire scenario of the zombie apocalypse because I said something wrong or I made a mistake in my life. And that's where I am at tonight. I made a mistake. It was not a little mistake. It is something that could affect multiple people outside of myself. But I took that and I read the actions and reactions of other people in a grandiose scheme. Maybe they're not even thinking what I'm thinking that they thought about me making this mistake and then coming to them and saying, this is exactly what happened. But maybe they are. I don't know. I'm Like I said, I can't go into details about it. But the thing that I can do is I can talk to my anxiety and maybe somebody out there can realize it. So I started off and we're going to use a fake scenario, a boiling an egg. And I'm going to use this example of boiling egg because I got the egg out of the refrigerator. I put it in a pot of water and the water started boiling. I'm learning a new skill right now in my life. So as I'm starting to learn this new skill, I was taken out of the refrigerator, put into a pot with some cold water. The water started boiling. As the water starts boiling more and more and more, the egg inside starts reacting to the water. It may bounce around. It may move. You may hear it clanking around in there because it's heating up. And then the inside of that egg is changing all at the same time. It's going from being a liquid substance to start to forming a solid. That's essentially what happened for me tonight. I went from a state of, okay, I'm very new at this to, okay, I'm still new, but I'm starting to learn more and I'm understanding more. But with that induction of that heat to change my inside, I let myself start rattling around and moving in inside of this heat where it's like, okay, I feel like I know what I'm doing. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got excited and I got overzealous in my actions, which ended up leading to a mistake that somebody who is more experienced in this may not have made. Now, mistakes can happen to anybody. We know that it, it happens. It occurs. Now, with me making that mistake, I immediately whoop, pulled myself back. When I pulled myself back, that didn't stop all of the energy that was created from the lead up to the mistake and then the mistake and then the downfall of the mistake. I'm still in this hyper energetic state, but now it's a negative energy. It's no longer a positive to turn me from a runny egg to a delicious soft or hard boiled egg that is going to be delicious once you crack me open. I have now... Oh, excuse me. I'm trying not to cough, y'all. 
I have now gotten to the point where I just have energy that is stuck in a state of confusion because it's not good. It's not bad, but I'm in limbo. Whew. My throat just got super dry. I apologize, y'all. So, in this state with this energy, and where I'm at with this energy, now I'm overthinking things. I'm taking the scenario of I boiled an egg and I boiled it too much. And because I boiled the egg too much, now somebody's going to eat that egg. When they eat the egg, they're going to get a dry throat and they're going to start coughing. And because they started coughing after eating this egg, they get in their car and then they get into a coughing fit. They press down their gas because they can't stop coughing. Now their car is going to drive too fast. They're going to go through a red light because they went through a red light. A salt truck that was coming on a green light is going to run into them. Now their car is totaled. Now the person in the salt truck... You see how I went from making a mistake on my job to it affecting some random fucking person I don't know in a goddamn salt truck. That is my anxiety right there. And that is the state that I'm in right now. And it fucking sucks. Now, I don't know where I was going with this, but I think I just need to talk this out so I can start rationalizing this energy that I'm feeling right now that's inside of me and it's frustrating me. because it's energy that I shouldn't have. Uh, my friends who dropped me off from night uh, tonight from work, which thank you for that, they're telling me, you know, don't overthink it. You'll be fine. We're just going to come in tomorrow. Tomorrow's a brand new day. But I don't know. And nothing is more frustrating in this world than not knowing what's going to fucking happen. So it's like... I'm in this state that I just hate right now. And it's stupid. And I've got fucking Kermit the Frog in my throat. So, if you're listening to this now, and you hear this weird tone to my voice, I'm not crying. I'm trying not to cough. (laughs) I'm failing at it horribly. But... If anybody can relate to that out there, if you can relate to this feeling that I'm feeling that's just anxious, this anxiety, this state where my homeostasis is thrown off, you know that I'm a Libra and Libras are all about balance and now my balance is completely gone. It fucking sucks. I hate it. You're not alone, but I would also like to know how do you work through it? Talking about this right now, just saying this out loud, verbalizing how I'm feeling is helping so much. It's helping to take away that uneasy feeling that I had in the center of my chest that was right behind my ribcage. God damn, it sucks. Now, I also know that every mistake, every action has a consequence. There's a reaction to it. So I could possibly end up losing my job. I'll find out tomorrow. Maybe. Or I'll find out some other way. Maybe. Or maybe I'm overreacting and I won't lose my job, but I could be written up. I think a write-up is perfectly justified because I have to own the action that I made. Being fired, quite honestly, I don't um, see an issue with that either. Like I just have to be honest about it. I can't expect a group of people who have invested time into a business to put their necks on the line for me for a mistake that is that large. I can't expect that. I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know why I'm saying it now, but it doesn't make a difference at this point because what has occurred has already occurred. And I have to rationalize this and understand it and process it for myself so I'm prepared to face whatever consequence comes from it. Y'all, I just had a therapy session with myself in my living room. Looking at pillows and trying not to cough with a damn dry throat. (sighs) If you're still listening, thank you for helping me get to this point. (laughs) All right. 
So let's get into this episode because I think this episode is something that's good and it's something that's very beneficial, or at least it'll be a little comedic and entertaining to you if you're not familiar with the topic. So today's episode is called Gay, Black, and Dating Apps. Kind of rhymes. Gay, Black, and Dating Apps. Gay, Black, and Dating Apps. Gay, Black, and Dating Apps. A little bit of a song in there. But I wanted to talk about this today because dating apps are taking over the love scene, making love connections and all kinds of things. I mean, they're not new anymore, uh, but I mean, I would say at least 90% of the people that I know are on dating apps. And the way I rationalize the world, if 90% of the people I know, then at least a good 75% of the world that I don't know are doing the same thing. Dating apps are out there. They're crazy and there's so many of them but I've started to notice a lot of things when it comes to these dating apps and dating online and trying to find something online so gay black and dating apps we're gonna focus on the dating apps that I have experience with and the dating apps that I have heard about or have personally used myself now there will not be any talk about Christian mingle because one, I'm not Christian. Two, I don't mingle. And three, no. I don't understand Christian mingle. I thought that you have to have your armaments of Christ over your pink parts. So I don't understand why they are mingling. But we will talk about some of the ones that I do know. So in the gay spectrum of things, there are three apps that I know are pretty much universal amongst gay men. Grinder, Jacked, and A for A or Adam for Adam. Now, Adam for Adam is quite old. Um, it was really just a web-based online service to hook up. And, you know, you go to adamforadam.com, create your little profile, and, you know, you put on there whatever you're looking to do. Grinder and Jacked are apps. These weren't really websites. They started on mobile phones. They were meant for mobile phones. And I think there is a web browser or a web-based uh, page you can go to for both of them. But I don't know anybody who's like, hang on, I'm putting in Grindr.com. I, I don't know anybody who does that. I've never done it. Um, the same thing with Jacked. And like, come on. Now, there are different type of dating apps that are out there. Those are the big three when I think of gay dating. And there are a multitude of other apps that are out there. Let's talk about it. Tinder. Um, one that I just discovered. Hinge. There's Scruff. There is Growler. There's, uh, what is it? Blackpeoplemeet.com. Um... But there's another one that is out there that I can't think of right now, and I know that I've used it myself. Oh, there's plenty of fish, P-O-F. You know, there's all these apps that are out there. But you have to kind of narrow it down with what some of these apps are about. So, A for A, or Adam for Adam, Grinder and Jacked are hookup apps. They are hookup apps, and I say they're hookup apps because they promote hookup culture. Now, hookup culture is not bad. I am quite the fan of it. I think it's very nice to be very friendly with your pink parts and, you know, donate to the community. Sometimes somebody just needs to take out a little aggression on your soft parts or with their hard part, whatever you prefer. But those are hookup apps. And when I say hookups, they are meant for the focus of meeting somebody to play adult hide and seek, slap and tickle, and maybe just a little bit of non-clean or, well, I'm not going to use clean, non-dry softball. You know, this is a wet softball game that's about to happen. I don't know what that means. I just kind of made it off the top of my head. But those apps are meant for you to have sex. They are meant for you to be able to hook up with people, make friends with benefits. And I say that because the apps themselves are very sexualized. 
So A for A, while you're going to your messages, there's a banner of porn. And not like softcore porn. It's like you're going to see a dick inserting into some orifice or you're going to see an asshole with cum coming out of it or something. That's what's on the page because it's promoting this is where you come to to get a quick nut and you're good. With Grinder and Jacked, it's not as overt with, you know, penises and butts and cum and all that stuff all over the place. But, you know, you'll open the app and you'll see an advertisement for prep and then you'll see some guy's rock hard abs or some guy's great chiseled ass. Um, You'll see a huge bulge on your page. There'll be links or messages or ads for sex toys or Viagra, poppers. Well, I haven't seen any poppers, but, you know, they could pop up. Um, But you'll see these things that are specifically focused to the more sexual side of meeting. Um, So that's what really gives that vibe that they are hookup apps. Jacked, I mean, come on jacked you're you're jacking jacked can mean you have a great six-pack you've got some muscle you got a bod or something but i mean when i hear jack and i'm not thinking jack and jill nobody fell down and broke their crown you know what happened somebody rubbed their dick and a pail of water was used to get off the cum this is a not safe for work podcast today (laughs) but that is what i think when i see jacked um so these are hookup apps. Now, there's other apps that are out there, and I'm going to use this as my opinion on it because I didn't think that they were used the way that I have found they have been used. So Tinder, I thought, was like a dedicated dating, getting-to-know-you app. Now, I never understood what it meant when people were like, swipe left, swipe right. I never really got into it. I didn't get it. I was like, what the fuck are people talking about? Swipe. Swipe this, swipe that. What? Like, the last time I heard the word swipe, it was used as somebody's euphemism for their dick. So I'm like, what? Dick left, dick right. Like, how in the world? I I don't understand this. And then I downloaded Tinder. And when I got on Tinder, I was like, oh, so when you like somebody, you swipe this way. When you don't like somebody, you swipe that way. That's what they mean. Now, this whole swiping feature has gotten me into a lot of trouble because I've swiped the wrong ways on people when I didn't like them and when I did and I didn't understand what I was doing. So it made these matches and connections with people where I was like, oh, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. Um, But you have a great day in New Zealand. I don't know what I'm doing on it. I just know that my impression of Tinder was that it was meant to have a dedicated relationship, not looking for people on the hookup spectrum or the circuit scene. Lo and behold, I was quite wrong when I did make a couple of connections with guys. And then I'm getting messages like, oh, hey, I just feel like sucking your dick right now. And then my response is, that's the only reason why you messaged me? And then they get all in their feelings. They get offended. And quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. So I just kind of block the number. Great use of an iPhone. Use that blacklist feature. Um, But Tinder is supposed to be a more of a dating app where you're getting to know somebody outside of the spectrum of sex, where you're trying to build a friendship, conversation, or some kind of interpersonal relationship with another individual that is not solely focused on sex. And then I download this app called Hinge. And Hinge is another one of the dating apps. And their motto is, it's the dating app that's designed to be deleted. Where you're looking for more than just a hookup. You're looking for more than just, hey, what's up? How's it going? Oh, you want to come over and have coffee with me? I know it's two in the morning, but normal people, and everybody drinks coffee at two in the morning. No, baby, you don't want coffee. You want to stick Bailey inside of my Kahlua and make me Irish cream. Damn, that was good. Toe bitch. (laughs) But that's where 
you know, the hookup culture goes. But this app Hinge, they are truly about it being a genuine connection that does not involve sex. Nothing sexual can be posted on the app. They give you great little things to do as one-liners. And if you like somebody, they have to like one of your hobbies, habits, features, quotes, or something about you that you have posted that cannot be anything about your sexual urges. And it's pretty good. Um, I've been using it. It's fun. It has a premium feature, but the premium feature is not the focus of the app. And then there's websites that are out there like blackpeoplemeet.com. I know Christian Mingle's one of them. Farmersunited.com or farmersmeet or something.com where it's really meant to get you to a relationship. It's really meant to be geared to let's make this a love connection and not a glove connection. It is so good. I have some great one-liners for this podcast, y'all. Um... But there's those that are out there. Now, all these apps, they contribute and they target different audiences of people. And there's nothing wrong with using any of them. I don't want anybody to feel ashamed. You should not feel ashamed for dating a line. You shouldn't be ashamed for wanting to connect with other people. Um, It's just who we are as humans. Humans want to get to know other people. We're like a virus. Like, we want to be able to hang out with our other viruses at like the liver lounge and destroy everything, but all at the same time, have a great time and still destroy everything, you know, and then get destroyed ourselves. That's what we do. And no one should ever be ashamed of date online dating. I think it's a great feature. It's a great tool to help connect us. But then it also can become something very destructive and very negative, depending on how you look at it. So enough of a rant for right now. I'm going to take a little break and we will be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Danny. Hey, this is Andrew. And we are your hosts of Some Meta Shit. So if you haven't listened yet, you should definitely check it out. It's our new podcast uh, that's been out for quite a bit now. Just, uh, I want to say like just over a month. Yeah. And we do a lot of conversation about how we conversate or converse. Converse. In I can like the word conversate. I can't yeah. lie. Now, if you haven't heard it yet, you should definitely check it out. We're available on quite a few platforms. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Anchor. We're on Spotify. We're on all these motherfuckers. We're here. We're talking about language and the language that we use every single day. Um, Language is important. This is how we communicate as humans, as individuals, and beings in this world. But let me tell you something. When you talk about language and you talk about yourself, you read yourself all at the same goddamn time. Absolutely. Some meta shit is available for you to get into this conversation, and we want you to participate. So how can we do that? Um, You can hit us on the socials. You can follow us on our social media accounts. You can email us at somemetashit at gmail.com. And... Yeah, just give us your feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. Tell us how you're using these words. We have quite a good selection of episodes so far. We've got things like healthy versus clean. We've got things like kinky versus perverted. We are looking for new um, new ideas. So if you have any ideas, absolutely just shoot us a message and let us know. I mean, words have meaning and meaning means things. Right. Come get meta with us because meta is meta. Trippy, right? And bye, y'all. That's some meta shit. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Okay, we're back. Um, And I want to talk about when it comes to these dating apps, how they can be positive for us, how they can be negative for us. So the positives. You're building relationships with people. Some type of way, whether it's a hookup app, a dating app, or a relationship relationship oriented app you're building a connection with other people building connections is always good whether you're networking that puss or you're networking your brain or you're going to network the fact that you want a ring on your finger in 35 days you're doing something that's building connection with other people i think it's always good to build connections because you can gain knowledge from other people you can gain 
wisdom from other people. Maybe you can get guidance for something that you really have been working on that's very hard. Or you can just have that sense of community. And we all need a sense of community at some point, some way, shape, or form in our life. I mean, that's why we get friends. You know, dating apps, I've noticed, not all the times does a date work out. You know, you could hop on a cute little dating app and let's say you meet somebody. You meet them and you guys kick it off with some like New Year's Eve fireworks sex where it is an explosion of amazing thrust and moans and screaming and scratching and choking and biting and spaking. Maybe it's just out this world amazing. But it just so happens that you personally don't like the individual. Maybe you guys have sex every time and when you have sex, you feel like shit afterwards because they say something fucking stupid out of their mouth. Or maybe you guys have sex and you're just like, you know what? The sex is fun, but I'm just not feeling you. I just don't understand you. I don't get you. But we're here to achieve a goal. We have to chisel away at this marble and then we create the Donatello statue. That could be it. But what could end up happening, and this has happened for me, you know, okay, we had fantastic sex, but I just happen to realize I like you more in the spectrum of a friend, not a friend who happens to be throwing a steak at my good china. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've actually made friends off of hookup apps with people I've hooked up with. Like, hooked up with and they saw all of it. And I'm actually more friends with them than anything else. And the fact that we did happen to play adult slap and tickle doesn't change the fact that we have a good friendship. That can be a huge positive when it comes to using these apps. Another positive that's out there is, you know, you maybe gain the relationship you've been looking for. It's so hard to meet people, especially as a gay black man in so many different spaces, especially up here in upstate New York, where, I mean, you're not hearing about gay bashings, but you know that they occur. Um, You're not seeing gay people being beat to death, tied to fences, but you know it could happen. That really happened. And I'm not making light of that. Just, Just know that that really fucking happened to somebody. Um, but it can be hard meeting other gay black men. I mean, there's still the huge stigma of being gay in the black community. And because of that, so many men are still underground, I'm going to say, because I don't really like the term DL. I know that DL means something, but I feel that it got ruined by Oprah and that stupid woman who wrote How Stella Got Her Groove Back. And I say a stupid woman who wrote it because she was fucking stupid. That whole series of conversations about DL men has not only pushed DL men further into the closet and then shamed them all at the same time, but has created a terrible stigma within the black community. I'm going to get off my soapbox there because I could do a whole episode about that. But because it can be so hard to meet other gay black men in this life online dating apps has helped ease that. It's helped make it a little bit better. Um, Another thing that is so great about it is that now you can realize that you're not alone. You're not alone. I mean, you go on one of these apps and you realize that maybe you live in a little podunk town, but there's still a good 200 gay people out there that you didn't know existed. It can be pretty cool. Um, Another positive that I feel is just great about it is it gives you a chance to try out talking to other individuals, maybe in a spectrum with courage that you did not have before. If you're like me, talking to people can be like, okay, well, they told me to put this gun in my mouth, but I really know guns can do some dangerous things if they're not handled responsibly. So do I really want to do this? Very extreme scenario, but that's kind of how it feels sometimes for me when I have to talk to somebody new and maybe I wasn't ready to have that conversation. Or maybe I'm not ready to be in that space. I feel like I'm putting a gun in my mouth and I'm being told that it'll be fine. Knowing that I know guns can cause damage when they're not handled responsibly. So 
using these online apps can definitely make it easier to take away some of the stigma that maybe you feel for yourself or even the anxiety you feel about talking to somebody else. Because instead of talking to a physical person face-to-face, you're talking to gigabytes of data. And if rejection occurs, I mean, it can still sting, but at least, you know, on to the next one. I don't have to worry that there's not another gay man out there for 700 miles that I'm going to be able to talk to. That's where it can be. Um, Now, some of the negatives, and these are big, especially when it comes to gay dating, especially gay black men, especially transgendered men and women of color. Sometimes on these apps, there are people who identify as straight and they identify as homophobic or transphobic who will hop on these apps with the intention to lure somebody from our community out just to assault, beat, or kill them. Um, And that is a huge negative. It's, I mean, I can't even call it a negative. It's the disgusting act that those individuals will do. It occurs. It has occurred. It has recently occurred. Google your local news and I guarantee you will find the assault of a gay person who happened to meet another person off of one of these apps. It does occur. It is not an uncommon thing. Another negative is that these apps, if you don't keep yourself within a reasonable distance from them, it can affect you emotionally. You know, dating in the past, before there was apps and online, you had to meet somebody face-to-face. You had to go out on a date face-to-face. You had to speak with them on the phone. You're not texting them. So if they're going to reject you, it is a personalized rejection. On these dating apps, rejection happens so fast. And if you are not able to handle rejection, it will rip you to shreds. Whenever you're talking to somebody on a dating app, it's always important to remember that you are not the only person that they are talking to, most likely. They can sound like the best person in the world. They can text you sweet nothings. They can whisper sweet nothings to you through the phone. You may even meet them in person and have a great time throwing around the blue paddle. It could happen. But you have to realize when you're on dating apps, because you can go through so many things so fast, especially as men... We are very visual and we can go through 25 people in a dating scenario by seeing their pictures before we actually settle down on the one. And even if you settle down on the one, your eyes may still be wandering. Take that with what's happening on one of these dating apps. Don't diminish whatever a person is trying to do or maybe they have a goal that they're reaching to or maybe they're just genuinely in like with you. But no that it typically does happen when you're talking to one person on a dating app, they're probably talking to two other people the same way you're going to be talking to other people. Um, And another thing that I do see as a huge negative to these dating apps, pickup lines are not as funny as they used to be. They're really not. I am not getting invited to wash somebody's spoons anymore. I'm not getting told that they lost their keys, so can they have mine? I'm just not getting these cool little pickup lines anymore. Now it's like SUP, WYD, WYA, IDFCK, or, you know, like such something stupid now. Um... So I do miss that. I miss that interaction. I miss being hit on and then playing hard to get. Because when you try to play hard to get through a text message, it just sounds like you don't know what you're talking about. It sounds like you just learned that language that you're texting in two minutes ago and none of it makes sense. And there's a bunch of winking emojis and smiley faces and kissy faces, but you're talking about chopping down a log. It's like, what? None of it makes sense. So with the dating apps, I want to get into a little section that I'm going to call the people of the dating apps. Now, this is more specific to my experience in dating apps and definitely focuses on gay men, but I've categorized for myself some of the men that you will encounter on some of these dating apps. So, 
a large spectrum that I've seen in upstate New York is the black man without a profile picture or a completely blank profile. Now, some of these apps like Grindr, Tinder, Jacked, um, Scruff, Growler, A for A, they are based on distance at times when you're using the apps or the website. And I've noticed that when it comes to areas where there are black men who are gay or who are bi or who are interested in sleeping with another man, it's typically you'll see all these profiles, like pictures and stuff, and then you'll see this huge chunk of just blank profiles. Like there's no name, there's no picture, there's maybe an age, a height, and maybe a weight, but nothing else, and it just says that they're black. That is something that occurs whenever I hop on any of these dating apps. I call them the DL downloads or, because I don't like the term DL, let's call them the in the closet uh, cyber bites. They're the in the closet cyber bites. And it's always happens no matter what app I go on, there's this group of black men who are all pretty much lumped in the same area, probably living in the same neighborhood, who don't have any information about themselves on their profile, will refuse to give any information. And when they message you, it's typically, sup, what you doing? And it's like, hey, I just want to meet, see where things go. But they will not show a picture or share any personal information about themselves. That is like the in-the-closet section of whatever city you're in. And I guarantee you, no matter what city you're in, you could be in Anchorage, Alaska. I'm pretty sure if you log into one of these apps, you have a dead zone like that on your app that you're going to find. Another type of men that I've noticed you'll find, especially on gay dating apps, there is the bitter, the bitter. And I call them the bitter because you're going to see their profile. Sometimes they'll have a picture, sometimes they won't. If they do have a picture, nine times out of ten, it's a meme with something sarcastic written in it. Or their name is like, over this shit, um, no fuck niggas, um, or fuck niggas, or um, don't talk to me, bitch. Like, they have like these very angry (laughs) usernames. And so then you open up their profile and you see that they put their height, their weight, their age, whatever they're into. And then there's this long description of all you are fake. I fucking hate being on a stupid website. All you bitches in the city don't ever want to hook up. You're just playing games and you're all dirty and raggedy. And there's all these things that they're upset about. That is the bitter the bitter. They are the profile of the person who is very bitter about their experience using this app. And I guarantee you they've been using the app because they've been trying to meet people to reach whatever goal that they want to reach. And they've only come back with duds, people who do not fit the spectrum or their guidelines of what they're looking for. They exist on these apps. They're very upset. The best thing to do is to not engage them. Because you will probably get into an argument, or if you talk to them, especially if it's something you're interested in, you're probably going to have a good Amazon jungle's worth of baggage to sift through before you even know their name. It really, really does happen. Um, Another type of person that I've seen on these apps is the rule maker. Now, the rule maker can be happy or negative. They can be a positive individual on the apps or they can be somebody who's gotten very jaded or hurt on one of these apps. So they've created a list of rules. And when I say a list of rules, it's like you'll open up their profile, you'll see their stats, and then in the description, it's like no fats, no femmes, drug and disease free only, no white people, only black men, no one under 5'6", no one over 6'4", nobody at 250 pounds or greater, nobody under 175 pounds, nobody who likes tacos, nobody who eats steak, no vegans. Like You'll see this list of just things, just rule after rule after rule. It's very awkward. 
It is very weird because you're trying to see if you fit into the box of whatever they're doing. So if you've ever filled out an application for some kind of assistance, let's say student loans or food stamps or the supplemental nutrition assistance program, which is also known as, and they're like, did you make over $75,000 this year? And you're like, nope. Did you make over $50,000 this year? Nope. Did you make $25,000 this year? Then you check yes. You're like, okay, I made it to the second tier of whatever this person wants. And it's like, okay, so do you wear the color red? No. Do you wear the color green? Yes. And then you see the note next to it. If you marked yes to this question, please block yourself or go to the next profile. That's where it's at. That is the rule maker where you have so many rules on your profile that you can't tell if you can actually talk to this person or maybe you should keep it pushing. When I run into a scenario like that, I stop reading the fucking rules and I just send a sup, maybe I'll get a response, maybe I won't. And then you'll get the hopeless romantic who's in the wrong space. So this will be one of those people who's like on A for A where I can see a dick and ass before I even open the website. And they'll have this long written, beautiful profile about wanting to find love, meeting on a beach in Colombia, and then traveling to Venice to sit on the canal as it sinks down into the lagoon and all this beautiful stuff. And you're just like, this is not, this doesn't fit this space. Because while you're writing all this, there's a dick flashing on the page. This is for hookups, not for relationships. Now, those people who post that, they eventually turn into one of the bidders from what I've seen. Because they're frustrated that nobody's responding the way they want them to respond to the messages that they put. Um, And it's very, very awkward. Very, very awkward. Another type of person that I've run into on these dating apps is the unsolicited The unsolicited, a lot of us can be guilty of this. I know I was guilty of it when I was younger. When somebody's unsolicited, that's when they send you a message. And instead of saying, hey, what's up? Good morning. How are you? It's just a big old dick pic or a little old dick pic or maybe a pic of their ass or a pic of their sphincter. That's all you get. Or... They start talking to you, you start talking to them. Typically, they have a blank profile and you're just like, oh, hey, do you mind sending me a picture? So you send them a picture of you first and it's like from your head to your stomach, fully clothed, smiling, maybe at your office, sitting at your desk, a place where you cannot be sexual at all because it's against the HR rules. And then they send back a picture of their dick. That's the unsolicited. And they don't seem to understand when you stop responding or you block them or you say, hey, do you have another pic that I can see? Because this really is not an equal exchange to what I sent you. Another type of the unsolicited is when you meet them on the app and maybe they do have a little bit of a conversation with you. And as you're going through the conversation, you're like, oh, I'm a nurse and I help do this for my daily functions as my career. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you can give CPR to this dick. And then all of a sudden you get a a dick pic. Completely unsolicited. The unsoliciters on this dating app thing, they are real, they are out there, and they will get on your motherfucking nerves. And then the last one that I want to focus on, because I'm pretty sure there are so, 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 so many. And this is the burn profile, where somebody has been scorned by somebody else off one of these apps. And what they do is they take that person's picture. They've either screenshotted or found it on their Facebook, Instagram, or wherever they found it created a fake profile to humiliate this person or blast their business out to the public for everybody who's on one of these profiles. If you are that person, honey, let it go. Let it go. Go eat some goddamn pancakes and move on with your life. You're only hurting yourself and you look crazy and bitter once people realize that you are not the person in the picture that you are lambasting all over one of these apps, especially a hookup app. It's a hookup place. Nobody cares at the fact that he ate all of your goddamn cinnamon toast crunch. We're here to play slap and tickle. 
fuck your cereal. So these dating apps, they can be very, very interesting. I just feel like going on a rant about it because I think we all need to protect ourselves. And I'm trying to get back out there and date myself. And some of these guys on these dating apps, they are super motherfucking annoying. And then some of them, it's like, okay, I see some potential here. But again, you're super motherfucking annoying. Who knows what could happen, y'all? It can all lead good. Maybe I'll run into one of these guys on the staff and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to call him daddy and not for just a night. But you never know. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to end it here. So thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast, I ask that you rate it on whatever podcast you're listening, podcast platform you're listening to. Give me a five-star rating and review the show. It helps make me more visible. And without you, this show is not possible. So I hope you truly listen and appreciate it. Um, another thing, if you do want to interact with the social Feel free to do so on the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy, Lifestyle GBB, or hashtag LGBB. You can also email me at Lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy, at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to read what you have to say and answer you back. Um, so next week's episode is going to be my second episode on HIV and the black community. It will be Gay, Black, and Positive Redo. So I hope to hear from you guys. If you have any questions about being positive, what it's like being positive, treatment, treatment options, preventative treatment, after exposure to treatment, I'm here. I will have a special guest here who's going to talk with me as well because this is a conversation I want to keep going and I'm very, 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 very interested to hear what you have to say. Um, If you are interested, please feel free to reach out to me and we will definitely talk. If I have the space for you to come on for an interview, I can definitely have you in for an interview. Um, I hope that you guys all have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy yourselves and be safe because it's starting to get cold and frigid out there. But I hope to hear from you soon and I am off for the night. So have a good one, y'all.